0: but I think Dean Laurie rewrote the screenplay in four days and that's what they filmed. (laughs) Oh Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) So this was the better version. (laughs)
0: Apparently, yes. (laughs) Allegedly.
1: Nobody asked for
2: this. welcome back everyone to nobody asked for this just another podcast about movies i am william i am Stephen, and we have a very very special guest with us today uh my good friend dustin joining us for this special occasion hello that's me Uh, Dustin is going to be here as our slasher movie crutch for this evening, (laughs) uh, because we decided to, uh, we decided to get back on the theme with, uh, you know, talking about, uh, bad movies or that in general. And so Dustin was nice enough to lend me a whole big old bushel of DVDs. Uh, and Steven and I sat down and watched, uh, Jason goes to hell. Uh, it's like Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight, Nine, Part Nine, Part Nine. Hmm. Hooray! <laughs> so many. Which is, is that? Uh, was that the first time both of you had seen a Friday the Thirteenth movie? Uh, no, I've I've seen the original in bits and pieces uh, when I was younger, and then I've seen bits and pieces of probably every movie here or there. Um, but I've never sat through a full Friday the Thirteenth. I think.
1: And ironically, as I. I found out, I started to realize while watching this movie, I had seen it when I was 14.
2: Oh yeah, it's easy to Uh, block out.
1: It it remains, (laughs) I've seen it twice now, and it still remains the only Friday the 13th movie I've seen in its entirety.
2: And oh, what a movie it
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) What a great place to start in the Friday the 13th franchise, too.
2: You always start at part nine, right? It's the Star Wars theory. You start at part nine and work backward. Well,
1: but the movie itself is kind of like a start over anyway right
2: sort of yeah Um, yeah it's like the new halloween where they kind of disregard a lot of the sequels it it felt a lot like they disregarded everything
1: right because suddenly
2: jason's like a worm now yeah pretty much yeah he's a he's a worm lizard vagina seeking monster
1: and and like he has suddenly he has like an extended family (laughs) (laughs) And, and like there's there's mythos now, right? There's like, oh, only a, only a member of the Voorhees family can kill him. And you have to do it with this dagger.
2: Yes. Yeah. The, trans- the magical funny, transforming dagger. And like
1: like Annie, Tommy Jarvis, all that, they'd never had to find that dagger before, right? That's <laughs> nope. Okay. That
2: dagger is brand new.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And when they show the Voorhees house, Voorhees is actually misspelled. <laughs>
2: oh, I didn't notice that.
0: That's great they didn't take the time to watch any of the previous movies. Like
2: he's a big guy in a mask. What, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, so for anyone who's not super uh, accustomed to the Friday the 13th movies, basically Jason Voorhees uh, got started and it's, it's your, I don't want to say a basic slasher movie, but it's a pretty solid slasher movie. Big, you know, lumpy guy is killing people who go to camp crystal Lake. And it seems as far as I remember from the pieces I've seen, the movies follow that, rhythm pretty solid up until this one when uh as Steven said they tried to introduce some mythos.
1: Also Jason takes Manhattan was right before this. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so the movie starts the movie to to <laughs> no give kind Crystal of,
1: Lake and that one. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> well maybe there's like a like a apartment, you know, like Crystal Lake b- apartments in Manhattan and he was maybe <laughs> he was renting out there. <laughs> but so just to give a quick summary of the movie. So it starts out with, there is an, uh, like an FBI ambush of Jason because he's a notorious murderer. Uh, so they literally blow him up. Uh, a coroner gets semi-possessed by his will and then eats his heart, which makes him possessed by Jason, who is a body stealing, uh, spirit now. And then his, Niece, I guess technically, right, has to go and kill him with a magical cha- uh, transforming dagger uh, as he turns into a gooey death worm that slides in between people and takes over bodies.
0: Right, and and fun aside, that prop that they used as Jason's heart was actually the same prop from the movie From dusk Till Dawn that was Monkey Man's heart. Oh, cool! Wow, <laughs> talk about and a reuse. The, and then, and the actor uh who uh took a bite out of it actually threw up filming that scene because he was so grossed out by it.
2: Ugh. I believe it. He definitely had that look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I when Stephen and I watched watched this movie, I immediately thought to myself was like okay, this is this is freaking perfect. Like this falls right right inside our theme of nobody asked for this cuz no who who asked for there to be a mythos behind Jason because it, it seems like he was more fun because all you knew is that he was this somehow immortal lumbering slasher who just cut you in half or stabbed you to death with a shotgun. Yes, that happened. Um, you know, and, and then this stuff just kind of happened. But you you turn him into this like spirit and it, it was almost more of uh, Stephen and I were kind of talking well, back and forth. I, I didn't re- research this, but it almost feels like someone else had another movie in the hole for something completely different. And then they were like, oh, well, this won't sell. Oh, we'll throw Jason in it. I've not
1: seen the first movie, but I know the story of it. And to me, that's a perfect story of a slasher movie is, you know, the mom, Jason drowns because camp counselors were too busy having sex yep. camp closes and Jason's mom, 20 years later, Jason's mom vows to keep the camp closed by any means necessary. And that makes sense. That's a great, but then that movie made so much money. As I'm always saying, it's uh, Jason too. the search for more money. <laughs> uh, you know, they're like, so they, they kind of re they retcon it to make it. Okay. So Jason's been alive this whole time. He saw his ma get decapitated, has a shrine to her in his basement, and is just, he's locked into just murdering teenagers at Camp Crystal Lake forever. Yeah. Am I, am I pretty close to the target there?
0: You are. But it worked well in the second movie because at the very end of the first, Jason actually comes out of the lake and grabs the final girl. I want to say Alice. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm showing my ignorance. But uh, so, yeah, it worked in, in the sequel.
1: Is that, and then and then forever is just and then like the first four movies are like a complete story, right? Yeah. And then the fifth movie is like it's a copycat killer who wants revenge on Tommy. Tommy. It's one of those ones. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't
0: remember. So that. many.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why they get ridiculous with Jason in space and Jason in New York City. Hey, right? J- like... Jason X is a treat. Don't you
2: make fun of that movie? That, that's one of the ones I have seen all the way through, and it is. It is. I, it was kind of like how uh,
1: how do they translate like the going to a tent to fuck scene in space? Is there like a going to your quarters to to bang scene? Is uh,
2: that... Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a lot of on spaceship banging. Okay. Uh, actually, there's an android who wants nipples is the main nudity you get oh. in that. Yeah, and her nipples fall off. Story <laughs> of the story of my life. But mm. but no, no. J- Jason X is cool for the fact that it it felt a lot like. Evil Dead 2, where they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew it was like, okay, this, this should just be funny. Uh-huh. And, and Jason X feels like that. It's very, it's very dark. It's like, and very <laughs> gory, but it's intentionally funny. I feel like.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So uh, this movie, Jason goes to hell is the first in the new line cinema line of Friday movies. Uh, Paramount sold the rights And Sean Cunningham was the producer of this movie who had previously produced Friday movies. Um, And this one, he read the script that they originally had for uh, Jason Goes to Hell. And he was like, this is shit. We cannot use this. (laughs) So he had, and I'm probably going to get the name of who rewrote the story, but I think Dean Laurie rewrote the screenplay in four days, and that's what they filmed.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my God! So
1: this was the better version, <laughs> apparently. yes. allegedly. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember his name either, but I do know from watching a little trivia thing earlier that the screenwriter is in the movie as the assistant coroner, who oh. gets his, which is one of the I think the the better kills is he gets his face smashed into a metal grate. Yeah. yeah, and you, and see, you see the yeah, parts you see the of his chunks, face like yeah. chunks fall. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty and creative.
0: Right after that scene, one of the security guards that calls Jason a pussy—that's actually Kane Hodder who plays Jason Voorhees in this movie and is most credited for playing Jason throughout the series.
1: Yeah,
2: he's a good—he's good, like, a good guy to play Jason. He has—he has the body build for it. He's very intimidating. I have to say, even in this I've, movie that I think is a little—a little funny. Like the—the the look of Jason is intimidating and kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. And the funny thing is in previous films, he didn't speak and that was part of what made him scary. But if you remember in the opening scene, when Jason gets shot to hell, uh, he's like grunting as he's getting shot. He's like,
2: oh, uh, uh." yeah, well, yeah, that that was pretty awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and this movie kind of plays out like that. It kind of just plays out awkward the entire time. I think the the entire time I felt just kind of uncomfortable, not from anything that was wrong. It's just (laughs) things were very weird. Like the, the diner where everyone has a gun for some reason, for, for, (laughs) for no reason. And, and then, you know, the, the town where these, there's these sheriffs just walking around and, you know, no one knows what the other sheriffs are doing. And it the, the, you know, the, necrophilic incest uh, lizard that rebirths Jason at the end. It's it's just... I don't know. It, it didn't feel like the same kind of movie. It's weird to go from a slasher, where you have a guy that you could at least understand. He's like, okay, he's a big, lumbering guy, and he's big, and he lumbers around, and he kills people, to immensely supernatural it, it feel it felt like a weird jump and there's, like into steven's joke it's like this was the better version
1: <laughs> there's right. so much body horror in this because one of the things is when the when jason decides to leave you and possess someone else your body just melts yeah and that's it's a great also a great uh scene oh it's yeah like, that's like very nobody's Cronenberg. ever Exactly, but nobody's ever like melted in a Jason movie before this, no, right? Yeah, they usually exactly. just get they usually just get hacked to pieces, right? Yeah, that was or a the cool scene. The, the sleeping bag against the tree. <laughs> exactly,
0: but even other people that got um, like possessed, I guess, by the Jason demon, they didn't melt in this same
2: movie. It right. was yeah. just that yeah. one guy, Josh, I think. Maybe he had a f- f- uh, high fat content.
1: Or <laughs> <Are> they. <laughs> Said, well, we only have enough budget for one really good version of this. Everyone else melts off camera. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it, it, just to uh, to agree with Stephen though, it, it was a it was a beautiful melting scene. It reminded me a lot of um,
1: gorgeous, just gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous,
2: just gorgeous. But no, what, what's the uh, what's the Cronenberg movie from the Lovecraft? It's not in the Mouth of Madness. That's that's a different movie, but it's the it's the one where he, the guy has the the, you know, his penile gland grows out the front of his face. From Beyond? From Beyond. There we go. Thank you. You think being a Lovecraft fan I could have that do that? Did Cronenberg do that
1: or was that Brian Usna? I
2: thought wasn't it Cron- wasn't it a Cronenberg?
1: I don't know. We don't need it, to get off t- change it though.
2: Yeah. Go but, ahead. But it reminded well it, it, the melting scene in this Jason movie reminded me a lot of that scene where the guy possesses the mutated, you know, Antagonist and they're they're melting and fighting at the same time in the same body. Mm. It, 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 looked, it looked a lot like that as far as the quality of the effect. And I I I think it's another reason I felt awkward during this movie is the effects are, are great. Uh, when Jason explodes in the beginning, he's great. The gore sitting on the table looks really good. The the monster lizard thing looks good. Um
1: the it, sound is great because you hear all the splatters and yeah. chunks of things. It's great.
0: I'm wondering, if, um, if the version that I lent you, I wonder if that was the unrated. So there's one kill uh, towards the beginning where two people are having sex in the tent. Mm-hmm. And he uses that signpost. Oh, yeah. Does I'm yeah. actually ripped through the body? Yes, yeah, I think he, we had the
2: unrated version for sure. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. he bisected her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a pretty cool kill. <laughs> yeah. She got split in half while being split in half. Oh. Heyo. Heyo. all right that's my <laughs> sex joke i'm done i'll leave it to you guys <laughs> so, so you climaxed is that it <laughs> hey so so dustin so so i can kind of get an understanding of, of of the jason uh character here his motivation really is just he his his mom's killing people because they let him die and then he's killing people because they killed his mom right
0: yeah essentially
2: okay so it's like, it's kind of like a cyclical, kind of like self-feeding thing. Um, where in that mythos, though, when did it become established that Jason was somehow immortal?
0: Uh, I think when they wanted to make a third movie. No, no, it must have been the fourth. I think third is when they established Jason Voorhees as this killer. And I think the third movie is actually the first time he's seen in the hockey mask. yeah. And so I think that's when they decided, if this is going to keep making Paramount money, we're going to keep making them regardless of what the critics say.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like. I looked up the budget of Jason Goes to Hell. Three million dollar budget. Wow. And it made it made sixteen million dollars. So you can't. We everything we're saying here doesn't matter. Cause yeah. They, <laughs> I mean, tell me that's not the business to be in. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know? apparently not. Yeah, it's like it's like saying the Transformers movies are bad. It's like apparently they made their money back. Yeah, I believe uh, Jason Goes to Hell had
0: the biggest budget out of any of the Franny movies.
1: And that's the biggest budget to today, like
0: wow. Uh, Freddie versus Jason, I'm guessing had a higher budget. Oh, it had but to. Have. That, it was, had CG. that was
2: ten years later. Yeah, yeah. It, had, it had some. Well, it, it had like, some computer generated effects in there, so it had it had to have a bigger budget.
1: So they paid those teenagers like five dollars and a sack lunch <laughs> to get murdered. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would have done. That. <laughs> well, I s- I heard that was kind of like the going rate for zombies and Day of the Dead, but anyway,
2: (laughs) it's kind of funny that that the Jason being immortal thing didn't come in until the fourth movie, though, because that that's such a hard, a lot like his hockey mask. That's such a hardened part of that character in in just the lore that is Jason, because I've never heard anyone reference to Jason goes to hell as far as part of the lore, but. Everyone I've talked to about Jason, when I have, you know, talked about the, this movie series, it's come up that, you know, it's like he's immortal. That's why he's scary is you, you can't stop Jason. And what, to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent, to, to wash this movie out of our mouths um, with the, the big uh, stack of DVDs lent us, Steven and I then watched the original Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Which, which is great is still fantastic the it effects still look amazing the acting is still great the plot is still awesome and that is that's kind of a different thing because they established the mythos for Freddy in the first movie not not till late in the movie but it's established that he can get you in his dreams and he was this guy that the parents of the town got together and killed and so he's, he's established he goes okay he's a vengeful spirit and he messes with you in your dreams cool like we get it but for Jason to have this huge, huge following of fans who know him as this hockey mask wearing, you know, immortal death machine, and yet a lot of these things weren't established until three, four movies in, it's it's kind of always been confusing to me. I mean, may, maybe you can speak more to it, Dustin, because I i mean, I'm not a, a super flat slasher. Well, I'm a flasher movie fan, but not a slasher <laughs> movie fan. Um, So maybe, maybe you could kind of, or at least attempt to enlighten an idiot like me as to how a movie holds on when the mythos is set that late.
0: Well, I think that's, uh, that's why we're talking about this movie to begin with is it's, um, ubiquitously, unequivocal, uh, <laughs> ubiquitously unequivocally <laughs> bad <laughs> alright it is it, uh, but I think if you ask any Friday the 13th fan their least favorite 99% of the time it's going to be Jason Goes to Hell it's just a shit show and there's actually a movie called The Hidden that came out in 1987 have you guys seen
2: that one I I haven't seen it but I actually think I've heard that title I think someone mentioned it to me it's before. Uh, Stars,
0: stars Kyle McLaughlin who
2: uh, from Twin
0: Peaks but that movie is like about this killer that is possessed by a demon and the demon transfers through this like worm
2: thing through the mouth. So it's the same movie basically.
0: Essentially yes. And uh,
2: Sans Jason.
0: <laughs> so the director of Jason Goes to Hell Adam Marcus when he was being interviewed about it um, he was like yeah, after like the script was written, we uh, discovered this movie called The Hidden that came out in 1987. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. It, isn't life weird like that?
2: <laughs> That's so crazy that, that they, they would have done that, that they they inadvertently wrote the, the same movie. That's, well
1: Yeah. Also, it's you said it's, it's New Line Cinema bought the rights intending to make a whole new series of movies, but they call right. it Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday.
2: And that's, that's the
1: funny that's thing. That's already self-defeating.
2: Well, no, because, <laughs> because after this, he Paramount, started doing things on Monday
1: afternoons.
0: <laughs> Paramount sold the rights to Jason, but not, not the name Friday the 13th.
2: Oh. Oh. So it was kind of a pun and a, a teaser title too. I see.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I think that's what this movie was, was just a teaser for Freddie versus Jason, which. Yeah.
2: Cause of that
1: final scene there.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which again came out 10 years later.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's a slow burn. Give it time. You know, yeah. they need this time for quality <laughs> writing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. We're going
0: to tease this real hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and Freddy versus Jason I saw almost all the way through. I think I missed the first 10-ish minutes of it, but that was uh, that movie was kind of cool to me because I even not being a fan of it, I had plenty of friends who were fans of these movies and I mean, I they were practically shitting themselves when they heard that that was coming out. And yeah. it, it, it seems like a great idea. I, it's sad that the movie didn't do as or it's not as notable as I feel like people were expecting it to be because I, I don't really hear anyone talk about it anymore. But it was a cool, it was a cool direction for them to go because they they were both established as immortal, unstoppable killers. So that's kind of a neat idea is to put those two up against each other. Which, you know, yeah. even at the end, neither of them won, which that kind of falls flat, but... <laughs> I would argue that Jason wins. But Freddie's still alive, even though he's decapitated.
0: Yeah, but what's he gonna do is head? That- he, I mean, he, I guess you can still have a body in your dreams, but he can he can bitch you out a lot. <laughs> Another fun fact <laughs> is I can't for the life of me remember which Friday the Thirteenth movie it was, but it's the one with the telekinesis. I want to say it's either three or four, seven. Oh, is it really seven? Yeah, the That's new beginning. Like, it's okay. like the, it's like
1: the little girl from Poltergeist, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched a clip so, of that
0: that that script was actually originally written to be Freddy versus Jason. Hmm. Oh, cool. But New Line Cinema and Paramount couldn't come to an agreement, so they had to rewrite it, hmm. and they're like, well, how are we going to have this badass foe against Jason Voorhees? So they
1: settled on this girl with telekinesis. Hmm. Just your average girl with telekinesis. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Average every day.
1: Um, I don't know, like, as an outsider if I may, Freddy versus Jason. It's like Aquaman and Spider-Man. They're from two different worlds. And I want to think of Jason as like the first four movies, Jason, where he's just a a big guy who you can defeat Jason by running away or just not going to Crystal Lake.
2: (laughs) The crux of his plans. Yeah. But Freddy
1: Krueger, you can't, you know, you have to fall asleep at some point. And like the whole Freddy Krueger thing, right? It's Nancy Thompson she dreams about him, moves away. Then the next, right. The next movie is about the next family that moves in, right. It's clue Gulliger and, and his kid. The final girl is a guy which broke all tradition. Right. <laughs> and it's because he sleeps in the same room that Nancy Thompson did. He has the same dreams or whatever. And that, you know, but Freddy Krueger is basically his powers are limitless because he's in your dreams. Yeah. He can turn, I mean, he turns people into pizza. Right. <laughs> so whatever, I mean, whatever he thinks of yeah. basically. So he kills you with video games sometimes. Jason, Jason is formidable, but I, you know, I don't know.
2: That is true. It is a but little since unfair, both,
1: but I think they get around that because right they're both in hell, aren't they? So if you're in hell, you're dead, you're a spirit, you can do whatever anyway. So Jason, maybe he, that's his handicap. He gets a little even <laughs> that way.
2: I would have loved if Freddy versus Jason, uh, ended up in like a really intense, uh, shuffleboard match.
1: <laughs> like bogus journey. <laughs> you have sunk mine battleship.
0: <laughs> Quick aside, have you guys seen the new Bill and Ted? I have not. I haven't yet. I, I highly haven't. recommend it.
1: Okay. I, okay. I will I'll I was gonna get around to it eventually, regardless of all this peripheral nonsense going on, but
2: peripheral nonsense brought to you by 2020. <laughs>
1: That's the nicest thing I can say about 2020.
2: <laughs> so comparing comparing Jason to to Freddy again, they, they have a similar number of films, but it seems like Jason dominated the market in there. He's got what, 12? 13? And I think I mean, Elm Street I mean, has like I mean, six, right? I, if you count the reboot, then I think there's 12. Okay. And then Freddy also got a reboot where he wasn't a bad guy. And then yes, he was a bad guy at the end. Um, and so I think what the Elm street series is like seven, right. With the reboot or something like that. It it's, it's weird to me that Jason is the one with the dominating discography. (laughs) I'll just say the dominating set of films in this. And I'm wondering, is that, is that because the, the machete I'm just to, to kind of give a, a phrase to it, like the machete slasher. Is it just because that's, scarier because it's more real or or is Jason just an easier character to manipulate because especially after a movie like Jason goes to hell you think things would just kind of stop for that character and they would just kind of have to move on to somebody else yeah I don't know
0: I think I I think part of it has to do with the campiness of it I think people like that low budget camp counselor slaughter fest uh, you know with tits and ass I think that was a big part of it. That was a product of its time. Porn wasn't uh, readily available back then. Hmm. So if like if you were a
1: kid and your friend was like, "I have this movie. There's tits in it," we are like, "Yeah, put it on." <laughs> yeah, well, that's I, how I. That's why I watched this at fourteen in the first place.
2: I was gonna say if, <laughs> if I if I had an actual nickel for the time I had that exact conversation, I could buy myself a cheap sandwich. But still, that's a lot of nickels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It reminds me of when I was a kid and I had a Starship Troopers on VHS. I was like, there's tits in this movie.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be right over. Yep. I was the same way, but uh, a really bad, uh, really bad sci-fi movie. Interceptor Force is, is, was the one I had. It's like three seconds of a stripper in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> well, and- well
1: no, as a, as I mentioned in a previous episode under siege with the playboy playmate popping out of the cake, that's my. I that was ours anyway.
2: Well, so that I, that I think, Dustin, is a really good point that maybe that is why this this hug on was the the promise of nudity as well as the fun of the kills, because looking back the the first Friday the 13th, I need to refresh myself on the rest of them. But the first Friday the 13th, there is there is a very quick shot of nudity when she's getting pulled into the tub. But that's it. And it's very panicked and quick. It's not really anything, you know, like a Camp Crystal Lake, you know, uh, pre-bisection scene, you know, with with nudity. So that that's an interesting idea I never thought about. Is it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like you know getting a baseball card with your bubble gum.
0: Yeah, it, it had to. It's a series that had to grow into itself. It didn't really find its footing for several movies. Whereas Nightmare on Elm Street, like from the get go, you knew exactly what it was, and all the sequels follow the same patterns. And 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 I think they're all done very well. And actually, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is what built New Line Cinema. That's how they became hmm.
2: what they ended up becoming, at least for a while. Then they made their money off of Austin Powers for three movies. <laughs> no, that was a big <laughs> moneymaker, man. Switch Switching okay. genres that was, uh, it did them pretty good. Weren't the original live-action TMNT movies on New Line Cinema? Uh, I believe so.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And those, um, that's that's what I remember watching as a kid, like seeing the new line cinema and being like, I like this company. <laughs> that
2: That is that is a cool fact that they, they kind of built up on that. I, I do have to say though, uh, you know, since we have, by the time this is released, Halloween will probably be passed. But since we have Halloween around the corner at the time of recording this, I do have to say as far as, as far as Halloween and, and just enjoying the holiday, Freddie beats Jason for me, as far as, uh you know, coming in for the Halloween times. I feel like Freddy's more fun, but uh, that's because of my, my stuff for supernatural uh, interests. But Jason does have definitely the creep factor of besides the immortality part, just how possible of a slasher he is. And I think that's where a lot of the fear for that character comes from is because you don't have to do a lot to make him scary. You just have to make him big kind of dirty and ragged and just holding a machete. And you're just, you're just scared.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, on that same note, is uh, I think he was the one that started the trend of horror movies. He never runs. I mean, sometimes he's at a light jog, but he's never really running. Yeah. And that's sort of the... I, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like
2: that's where that trope started. I'm pretty sure. It, it, it must have been the Friday the 13th movies that that started through. Because, yeah, a lot of movies picked on that. Especially the, the, the first um, first scary movie. Yeah, Uh, that came out really played on that with the joke that like the girl is outright booking, and the murderer is just following at a leisurely step, and then she goes around a corner and he's right there. And I, yeah, it it, it does seem like even just following the years uh, for when Jason was was hitting the screen, it does seem like that's when that trope started. Which I mean, if Jason started a trope in movies, that that already. Is a huge feat, whether it's a positive one or not. It's still already a huge feat.
1: Yeah, I, agree. Well, I don't know. I don't have enough experience watching slashers to comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the thing is like, that's I love a, I love uh, Friday the 13th. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but there are so many that I haven't even seen.
1: Yeah. Well, just like for me, like it's the same way I approach B movies. Like I, I don't want to watch them by myself. I just want to watch them with friends. And the, that experience is... Better, you know, commenting on the kills, trying to predict what's going to happen, you know, if you're all cool with just shouting things out and that kind of thing, you know, it's, yeah, it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So both both movies we watched, it was a good, exp- it was fun. Even though I would also rate Nightmare on Elm Street as the better uh, series.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> what are you saying?
1: No, sorry, I cleared my throat. Pardon me. Uh you can cut that out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what. Well, I- I have to just, such, just slice it out, William. Just, just slice, slice it. Slice it out. Like with right a machete. Out. Yeah. Or uh or with enough force of a uh, cattle steak. Um <laughs> I I do need to touch on this while we're discussing this film, though, because we've we've talked about how the effects in it look good. Like it's it's a very well shot movie. It has some really good effects. I don't think I mean you know with slashers you can never expect the best acting in the world, but they're always you know pretty good. And this movie had a pretty solid cast. I think everyone did their played their roles just fine. The thing that really I think kind of this like ended this movie for me was near the ending when dead mom is in the basement and you know, Jason has officially jumped out of the guy as this little lizard demon thing. Um, to reference red letter media, uh, Steven and I kept calling it a spoopy because it looks <laughs> like the spoopies from the movie spookies. Um, pull that up in line <laughs> if you feel like laughing at that, but it, it, it is trying to get into a host and apparently it needs to like go in, like it needs to possess the the niece or whatever to to rebirth Jason which we don't exactly know what that means but then it it falls into the basement where dead mom is and it shows the lizard goo thing go you know into the crotch of the dead mom or uh, Jason's sister and and the guy has, and all of
1: a sudden they're just like does the family member have to be living for? J- no, he's Jason again.
2: Yeah, and that's what I love the the guy's like the guy's like wait, does does the the relative have to be, be alive? And the guy's like no, why? It's like his dead his dead sister was in the basement, and you know, and then yeah, Jason busts out of the floor, which it's a really cool floor burst scene. I'm not gonna lie, it it was very smooth, um, but I just it felt like that was just too weird. I it, it's it kind of. Sets you off. Like I, I would rather watch the guy melt for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> right. it is very strange. That's the first time
0: you see Jason as Jason, as Jason, and not a reflection.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Because it's a quantum leap. Everyone who's possessed by Jason has a quantum leap mirror effect. They see Jason in the mirror. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly.
0: And so, is it is it because he went through the Vagine or is it because <laughs> she's related to him? It's never explained. You're just expected to accept it.
2: Yeah. And I I felt like they chose to have that happen, like have it crawl in through the crotch of the dead body uh, as shock value. I I feel like that was the only decision to Mm -hmm. do that because it it was trying to enter the mouths of everyone in this entire movie the whole time. But then all of a sudden, oh, it's a dead woman. Let's go in through the vagina.
1: Is it also perhaps a difference between the unrated Version and the rated R version? Or I don't think so, um,
2: um,
1: but I'm not
0: positive.
2: Hmm. I, I'm going to make another really bad joke. Are you guys ready? I'm, I'm ready. Sorry. Jason re entered the world through a gash. <laughs> 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 I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a nice man. I'm married. It's cool. I can make jokes like this, I promise. <laughs>
0: My wife also has a gash. It's fine.
1: <laughs> We've all seen them. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> if you if you haven't seen them, look one up online. As long as you're um, if you're eighteen, yeah, if you're eighteen, look one up online. <laughs> But but yeah, that, that whole scene kind of kind of threw me because the the guy melting just before that was pretty striking because of how well it was done. And it's a very lengthened scene. But then that just comes in and it, it feels like uh, Steven and I talked about this in, an, in our last uh, episode. We were just talking about horror movies in general. But it, I, I don't me personally, I don't like when movies, you know, kind of jump a shark like that. Like there's no, there's no reason, especially at that point where we're near the end of the movie, we just saw a guy melt, you know, and it's, it's almost like there was someone in an elevator pitch while they were, you know, over the four days they were rewriting this and they're, they're going up in the elevator to turn in and I'm like, Oh, we still don't have a way that Jason comes back to make sense. It's like, well, what about he crawls into uh, a dead woman's vagina as a little lizard beast and the guy's like, brilliant. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mere mere minutes before he gets pulled into hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just seems like there were some setups that there were no payoffs, like uh Stephen Culp, right? He's the shady TV host who's also yeah. married to Jason's half-niece, uh, who ends up being the hero, right? Um, like he's got this whole plan, like he's gonna use his connection to the Voorhees family to put this on TV and make a million bucks and go national or network or whatever he wants. And then as soon as he puts, he doesn't even get to put the phone down. He gets possessed. Yeah. Like we don't get to see that. That's not something that drives the plot or it's not something that even starts the movie or anything. It's just something that, oh, he's a sleazy TV guy. He needs something to talk about while Jason is stalking him. Yeah. Possess him.
2: Well, and and, yeah. may- and maybe that, that kind of maybe gives a hint to the fact that they potentially had the vagina possession written in the movie before all this, because it seems like the only reason he's there is because while he's on the phone, he talks about how he stole the mom's body from I, the morgue and I put it like in the base, or put it in the fridge. I feel like
1: they started with the vagina possession and then built the rest of the movie around <laughs> that.
2: Was this was this whole thing just a really poorly written This porn? was a passion
1: project. It was a passion project <laughs> for the writer.
2: I would love to read the first
0: draft, honestly. Yeah. You know, it had to have been just dismal.
2: Yeah. And, and maybe, and maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Maybe the whole, the whole problem was it didn't have a vaginal possession and it took them four <laughs> days to work it in. Yeah. True that. No, no pun intended. Another, another thing.
1: That, <laughs> <laughs> that that one made me laugh more than your gas. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was...
0: <laughs> uh, another thing that had was supposed to have this huge buildup and had no payoff was creighton duke's character yes he was never talked about in any of the previous friday films
1: but he knows everything
0: he does and you're you're expected to be like oh it's Creighton duke it's it's the arch nemesis of uh, jason Voorhees, and then he just like he gets hugged too hard and that's how he
1: dies <laughs> yeah. okay but can we while we're on the subject of creighton can we talk about the finger breaking scene
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Why? Like
1: like he, he has all this information, but he, he just needs to break Steven's fingers (laughs) (laughs) in order to, it's not, it's like Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter needs to know something personal about you before he gives any information about himself to you. Yeah. I I I thought it it was kind of like that, but that's not really uh, the way they filmed it. You really can't extrapolate that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's like, I'm, I need to first caress your hand yeah. I need to give you a light hand
2: massage. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: I'm going to Braden.
2: Yeah, and it seemed it seemed like that that scene was written uh, to be an expression of he needs to test the will willingness or the the uh, or the uh, sorry the physical will and the mental mm. will of, of the the Steven character to make sure that he can handle being involved is is what it seemed like they were going for, I, but you know, it I does kind of just seem like he was doing it for fun.
1: I bet you Steven could handle what was coming if he had all of his fingers on his hand not oh, broken.
2: Yeah, he probably would have done a little <laughs> bit better. That's probably better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also I want to give honorable mention, my other favorite kill is the fat, obnoxious diner lady. Gets uh, her face pushed into her face. <laughs> and that always when I was fourteen, that always stuck with me as as the righteous kill in that movie. And, and so <laughs> I I would like to give it an honorable mention.
0: It was pretty great. Yeah. Although she did have a point when I don't remember the character's name, but she brings in the baby. Uh-huh. And she's like, This is a diner. It's not like
2: a this isn't oh, yeah. daycare.
1: Oh yeah. Can we mention that they just stick the baby in an apple box for a yeah. day and yeah, we forget hay.
2: about it? Yeah. yeah. And someone just leaves a note. It's a little, yeah. it's a little inappropriate to just, uh, do your, ha, be a babysitter who is doing your day job while the baby you're supposed to be taking care of is in a tomato box in the back of a dirty diner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like children <laughs> of meth head parents get better treatment than that. <laughs> Truth. <laughs>
2: Oh man, Jason is just such a fun thing to talk about, especially this movie. I I had a point I was going to bring up, and I completely lost it. And I feel like that's that's because I I was getting distracted by yeah, like what what else can I speak of to redeem this? Because I I would like to re- redeem this movie in some ways. Because I mean, it's entertaining. It it's definitely. It's definitely worth a watch. I don't think we can we can say it's it's bad in the way of like this is a bad movie. It's just a bad Jason movie.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, just real quick to me like as an outsider again. Jason like there doesn't have to be continuity for it to be entertaining. Just, you know, write some good kills and and have some good reasons for things, right? To me Jason is like James Bond. It's a concept. He's put him in this situation and it's the strength of that situation and, the, and how you use the character. Right. Right. And yeah, yeah. You're
0: familiar with the character. You expect high kill counts, like entertaining kills. That's what you're there for.
1: Yeah. And this movie has entertaining kills and some really good effects and concepts. It's just very cut and dry. Just let's just get it done and get it out. Yeah. Do it. Get it in the theaters.
2: Yeah. And and if it feels like a different movie and, and and maybe that's another issue is the kill count is it's relatively low. If you think about it and the fact that this is a Jason movie, that Jason is only in it for what the first five minutes and the last five, (laughs) like he's in, he's in like 10 minutes of the movie. And I, I know we have characters representing Jason, but the, the intimidating oaf that we know of as Jason is nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, he kills Creighton. I think that's Jason legitimate Jason's only kill.
2: Uh yeah. And yeah, you're right. Uh it's at the end after right after he pops out, Creighton kind of sacrifices himself and and distracts him while the other two can get outside and then, you know, kick him in the chest with a dagger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go to hell. i i kind of came up with a uh, an idea of what hell for jason would be like and and i i think i was entertaining enough with this idea but i i think hell for jason is he's just locked inside a concrete box with anything by sugar ray playing <laughs> <laughs> and steven and i kept referencing that for the rest of the movie <laughs> uh, see yes while we were watching the movie we were torturing
1: william's wife by reciting uh Every morning there's a halo hanging on the corner of my girlfriend's four-post bed, which is scary and and a horror show in and of itself, with me (laughs) singing it, of course, as you just...
2: It it, may, it amused me because I I did it as just like a really really bad joke because you love me and my, or well I, I hope you love my bad jokes but you know me and my bad jokes <laughs> I love to make um and I just I just had this vision in my head of Jason in a concrete box just in full costume just rrr, rrr, <laughs> just pounding on the walls while Sugar Ray is like blaring really loud <laughs> and that's where my mind goes so that explains a lot about my personality. I wish you guys had seen Jason takes Manhattan before watching this one
0: because they take nothing from that movie. But um, basically the end of Jason takes Manhattan spoilers, um, he turns back into a little boy. Hmm. And then all of a sudden at the beginning of this movie, he's completely changed. His face is like now metal and like melted into his face Yeah, he's an adult, and now he's back at Camp Crystal Lake. Right,
1: and that's what I mean. Like about continuity. Like continuity shouldn't matter too much, because a, who I mean, it's a slasher movie. Who cares? Sorry, I don't mean to be condescending, but b, it's like just make it a good Jason slasher movie, and they made it a good kill movie, but without Jason. Yeah,
0: yeah. So why bring him back to his original greatness and not not even utilize that?
1: Yeah, but you're absolutely right. This is the teaser for Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Which was the long con. It came <laughs> out a decade later.
2: <laughs> yeah. Which, and then the
1: Jason X came out in between, right? Some other company made Jason X, right?
2: Yeah. Jason X is kind of like a standalone that came out uh, before Freddy versus Jason. Huh. It's it's fun. I I say watch watch Jason X because it's it's like I said they knew what they were making so it's fun in that respect. <laughs> but I I think all of these were just a lead up, you know, because I I think what it's like next year or the year after that, you know, there's going to be Freddy versus Jason versus Godzilla versus King Kong versus the Power Rangers.
1: Oh, because <laughs> I hope that's, I hope that's the I hope that's the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So
0: Jason X was New Line
2: Cinema. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's actually surprising to me. Maybe it was one of those B things to where they, they, you know, it's another one of those execs sitting back in a chair smoking a cigar and being like, how long has it been since a Jason movie? That long? Make a Jason movie. And they just, they just kind of followed through with that. Yeah, and they're like,
0: you know what? People are expecting it to be shit. Let's just make it fun. And I think they succeeded in that.
2: Yeah, they did. I, I actually enjoy Jason X. It's it's pretty good. What What is, uh, you know, I was going to ask this much earlier and I just kind of missed it. What is your favorite Jason out of the series, Dustin? Oh, man. And that's the thing is whenever I watch him, I just walk, watch him in
0: quick succession and I forget which one is which sometimes. <laughs> um the 3D one's pretty fun, just because like it's fun watching it in 2D, and <laughs> you like all the scenes. I think that one's my favorite. That's the one with Shelly, and uh he's like the comic relief of that one. And uh he's like the boy that cries wolf. He's like the uh Harold and mod of that movie.
2: Hmm. I would yeah, I'd have to say three is probably my favorite. Okay. I'll have to pop that one in since we have Halloween on Saturday. Hey yo, hey! Oh, that's right. Sorry. Steven doesn't get as excited about Halloween as we do. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) I I have fun. I, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. On Halloween, Uh I buy a bunch of Halloween candy and I turn off all the lights. So no kids come to my door and I eat all the candy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great tradition.
1: My Halloween tradition is the day after Halloween. I go get all the candy for half price at Walmart
2: (laughs) and then do the same thing.
1: Yeah. I just, it's, uh, no extra steps. <laughs> when
0: I was a kid on November 1st, my brother and our best friend at the time used to go trick-or-treating on November 1st hmm. at like 4 PM and people are like, you know, it's not Halloween, right? And we're like, trick-or-treat. <laughs> and we still got candy like people were like all right hold on because
2: <laughs> well, you know they had it it's basically yeah. extortion <laughs> at that point it's like i know you have some <laughs> i think uh i i i did, i myself didn't have any halloween traditions until i i got married and then uh yeah we make uh we watch well if if we're not with family we watch horror movies and we make donuts so it's pretty nice it's good Jeez. And thanks to Dustin, this year I will have uh, the the Nightmare in Elm Street and the Jason series to to watch through on my my hor- horrific Saturday. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, any any final notes from you guys uh, regarding Jason Goes to Hell? I will say
0: this: another fun fact. Uh, so Sean Cunningham, who again was the producer and had worked on previous uh, Friday movies. (laughs) Hold on. Sorry. I had to burn. Uh, You can cut. (laughs) Um, but Sean Cunningham wanted Adam Marcus to direct this film. He was 23 years old and right out of film school. And he wanted to give him a chance so that, um, he could say, yeah, I did a Friday the 13th movie and I have experience. Uh, needless to say, Adam Marcus, I mean, I'm sure he's a good guy. (laughs) But uh, he hasn't really done anything of note, so.
1: I see, I'm looking at his Wikipedia, I see three films. The other one is uh, Let It Snow from 2001, starring nobody you know. (laughs) (laughs) And the third is Conspiracy from 2008, Hmm. starring Val Kilmer. Oh. Direct-to-DVD. Wait,
2: oh two thousand eight. So that has Fat yeah. Kilmer. Yeah, well it looks like
1: could be digitally de-aged Uncanny Valley Kilmer a little bit. <laughs> uncanny. Um, well Kilmer. at least on the on the cover I'm looking at here. So yeah. Friday the thirteenth, not the uh, jumping off point to a long and successful career in Hollywood filmmaking.
2: <laughs> Sadly that not.
1: Was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well my 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 final note uh, I would have to add about it is it is a immensely entertaining movie i would say if even if you're not a fan of jason if you're just a fan of goofy supernatural horror movies this this is a good quirky little one to to kind of throw onto your dvd shelf it's it's a lot of fun although i would say if you wanted fun for the reason of fun skip this and go right to jason x or Freddy versus jason and you'll have much more fun than this movie in that respect yes all right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us on Nobody Asked for This, just another podcast about f- movies. I am still William at the end of this. Dustin, are you still Dustin? I am. And uh, I would like to say thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course. We'll we'll definitely Absolutely. try to get you back whenever we can. When if there's a subject you're interested in, man, you just let us know. We'll we'll get you back in here. And I heard Steven. So Steven, are you still Steven? <clears throat> no, I'm I was possessed by Jason. Oh, okay.
1: No, sorry, the joke fell flat.
2: I'm still Steven. <laughs> and, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, even if this gets up late. Happy Halloween. And. Happy Halloween. Uh,
0: Halloween.
2: Happy ha- <laughs> it came out like Mario. Marioy. <laughs> happy Halloween. <laughs> happy And remember, for all of our content, including non-Halloween-related content, you can hit us up on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, as well as Apple Podcasts. Hit us up on YouTube for our quality video entertainment, that is on Ship on Fire Entertainment uh, at YouTube, and our uh, Facebook is on the same, Ship on Fire Entertainment, and uh, if I remember correctly, we are on the Twitters, right, Stephen? we s-
1: technically are although i'm not very active in tweeting things sorry
2: oh it's <laughs> i'm i failed again <laughs> i've logged into our to our facebook and uh, like once so (laughs) that was like a long time ago actually i think i had like someone else pull it up for me i don't know and also be sure to check out dustin on the day old podcast over on uh, spotify google podcasts and wherever your podcasts are found and hey we will see you guys again on the scarier side of things